That's printed here in the bulletin. The Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen His glory. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the life of all people. Tonight Christ is born, tonight salvation has appeared. Glory to God in the highest. Alleluia.
seated. Except for you guys in the front. The Leonard Shank family is going to come forward now and light the Christ candle on Christmas Eve. During the Advent season, we light four candles representing hope, peace, joy, and love as we prepare for the coming of Christ. Tonight, we light the Christ candle in the middle to remind us that Jesus, the light of the world, was born this night in the city of David. As the prophet said, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He is also called Emmanuel, for in him God is with us. And so we light this candle to remind us that Christ is born unto us and to the whole world on this holy night. God has made this night holy by the gift of a child, born of the Holy Spirit and of Mary. Upon him rested all, of, all God's grace, through him has come all of God's mercy. So let his light shine within our hearts right now, even more brightly than it shines from the candles in this place. Let's continue now in prayer. Holy Jesus, enter into our world, into our lives this very night with light enough to chase away any sadness, any fear, any darkness. Let your birth spark hope in the midst of despair, burn away resentment and any anger we might have, and shine light into the dark corners of our lives. God of shepherds and God of kings, Come near to us now with angel wings so that the familiar story we hear makes this truly a holy night. And meet us now by your spirit, precious Lord, as we enter a time of silent prayer. From out of the silence, God's people say together, Amen. And let's pray together now the prayer of preparation and confession that is printed here in the bulletin. Gracious God, who promised to send a Redeemer to your people, we confess that we have not trusted your promise, but have busied ourselves with activities that obstruct its fulfillment. We give presents, but fail to be present with one another. We socialize with friends, but fail to welcome the stranger in our midst. We create commotion and refuse to receive your peace. Forgive us, God, for our busyness and our lack of trust. Teach us to wait through this night with expectant patience for the fulfillment of your promise to us. Amen.
because of that good news, because Jesus Christ is born, brothers and sisters, I can share with you the good news that in him God loves you, God has mercy and grace, accepts you as you are, and promises to be with you wherever you go in this life. So receive that good news. God is with all of us in Jesus Christ, and share that good news in how you live your lives. May you be at peace as well. Amen. Let's uh, stand and greet those that are around us. Try to be as friendly as you can. We welcome you to worship tonight. We, we're glad that you're here. And, and all those that are watching online as well, our greetings to you. If you're seated on the inside aisle, if you'll take the pew pad right in front of you. Sign yourself in. Pass it on down. If you're visiting with us tonight, uh, special welcome to you. And there's a place on the pad where you can give us your contact information. Also, if you have a prayer request, there are cards in the pews for any prayer requests that you might have. We invite you to join us on our, every Sunday morning. Our regular worship service schedule is at 9 and 10.30 as well. I invite you to listen now for the first lesson of this evening. It comes to us. From the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter, very familiar story. That's why you're here tonight, isn't it? Listen now for God's word to you. In those days a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the end. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Savior's birth. 
Long lay the world in sin and error pining Till he appeared and the soul felt its worth A thrill of hope the weary world rejoices for yonder a new and glorious morn Fall on your knees Oh, hear the angel voices Oh, night divine Oh, night when Christ Let's pray together. Loving God, deep in the night when all the world had locked its doors on love, 
and closed the shutters on hope, you pierced the darkness with light and a baby's cry. Never again shall we be alone. No more shall we sit in fear, for Christ, the light of the world and of our lives, is born. God of angels and shepherds, of kings and of babies, open us once again to this miracle, this wonder that you became one with us. Let the angels sing for us. Let the star shine for us. Let the child smile at us here and now on this holy night. Gracious God, by the gift of your Son, you have revealed the love you bear for your whole creation and opened to all the way of peace. So for Jesus' sake, guide us to make peace in our own homes and among our extended family and friends. Help ours be voices of reason and reconciliation in our neighborhoods, our workplaces, our schools, our communities, and in our nation. Strengthen us to reject every form of violence or manipulation as a means to get even or get ahead, and help us to use whatever influence we possess to promote peace by working for justice and witnessing for Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Holy God, we remember that you sent your Son to warm the darkness with light. And so we pray for all those who cannot see the light right now for whatever reason. Maybe they're afraid or in too much pain, physically, spiritually, or emotionally. Maybe they've lost a loved one or a job or, or something else of great significance in life this year. So may the power of your light search for cracks in the pain into which you can start to shine through. May all people know the healing power of your mercy and grace, and may all be made whole. And in a moment of silence, precious Lord, we pray for those for whom we have special concern this night. Wondrous God, on this night of nights, take us to Bethlehem again to a quiet place and a humble birth. Let us, too, fall on our knees in adoration, open our hearts to a smiling child, and rise ready to love and to serve you and all of your children. This we pray in the mighty and merciful name of Jesus, who teaches us to pray together with one voice, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 8. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go down to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary, Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. After eight days had passed, it was time to circumcise the child, and he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. <clears throat> May the Lord bless to our hearts and our minds this reading of his word. It was Smithsonian Magazine that reported Ann Smith's story. One day Ann was sitting in her car outside her home when she was suddenly overcome by an acute depression. She said, it felt like someone had let all the air out of me. I couldn't move. It took too much energy. For months afterwards, Ann Smith would lie on the floor of her office in the middle of her workday, too tired to beat to do anything else. Up to this point in her life, Ann Smith had been a busy, healthy person. The next eight years became an agonizing series of drugs, mood elevators, psychotherapy, even shock treatments. 
Physicians kept trying one thing after another to deal with Anne's crushing depression. What was strange was that it seemed to be seasonal. She only got it in winter. When the days would begin to lengthen, when winter would give way to spring, Anne's depression would lift and subside. That provided the crucial clue to enable them to diagnose the problem. And they discovered, suffered from SAD, Seasonal Affective Disorder. This is more than just the holiday blues. Seasonal affective disorder is a disease, a depression, that seems to be caused by darkness and is cured by light. Researchers believe that the pineal gland secretes the hormone melatonin, a substance that depresses the central nervous system, and that it does this only in the dark. Light then, when it's absorbed through the retina, influences the brain to retard the secretion of this hormone. In order to treat Anne's SAD, she was encouraged to take early morning walks and greet the rising sun. In deepest winter, she would spend some time each day in front of her own artificial sun, a box of eight full-spectrum fluorescent tubes. These things lifted Anne's spirit. Light turned out to be Anne's salvation. It's our salvation, too. Light heals and reveals. Light is a delight and an attraction. We're drawn to light. I heard the story of a country doctor in the 1800s who was called out to a Scottish farmhouse in the middle of the night to help deliver a child. As the mother labored on the kitchen table, her husband assisted the doctor by holding up a gas lamp to illuminate the makeshift delivery room. And after a time of difficult labor, the mother produced fine baby boy. Then, to the surprise of both parents, the doctor announced the arrival of a second child. The days before sonograms, childbirth had a lot more surprises. <laughs> the mother then delivered a lovely daughter, and the husband was very shaken by this unexpected turn of events. So you can imagine his astonishment when he heard the doctor say, hang on, I think there's a third. These are triplets. At this, the father began to back out of the room. Hold it, said the doctor, come back with that lamp. Oh no, said the father, it's the light that attracts them. <laughs> light is pretty attractive, isn't it? From the earliest times, human beings have worshipped the sun, worshipped the moon. We're drawn to and attracted by light. We mistrust darkness, for darkness is a cover for evil, and it can make us depressed. It makes it hard for us to find our way. So it's no wonder that Isaiah says that the city of God will be full of light. And when we sing in the Messiah, the people who walked in darkness shall see a great light. For light suggests safety in the midst of darkness. That's why tonight is the night that we celebrate Jesus' birth as the coming of the light of the world. One of my favorite authors, Robert Fulgham, tells the true story of a man named Alexander Papaderos. Papaderos is the founder of an institute for reconciliation and peacemaking on the Greek island of Crete. People go to his institute 
to search and research creative ways to resolve conflicts between groups of people. Fulgham recounts in his book, attending a seminar led by Alexander Papaderos. As Papaderos concluded his presentation one day, he asked, are there any questions? There was silence, and so Fulgham raised his hand as a joke and said, yes, Dr. Papaderos, what is the meaning of life? Everyone laughed, started to go. But Dr. Papaderos raised his hand and said, I would like to try to answer your question. And he took out his wallet, and out of it he brought a very small round mirror about the size of a quarter. He says, when I was a small child, I found this little piece of mirror. I played with it as a toy, and I became fascinated, fascinated by the fact that with it, I could reflect light into dark places where the light would never go, into holes in the ground or crevices or dark closets. It became a game for me to try to get light into the most inaccessible places I could find. I kept the little mirror, and as I grew up, I would take it out in idle moments and continue the challenge of the game. And as I became a man, I grew to see that this was not just a child's game, but this was a sign for what I might be able to do with my life. I came to understand that I am not the light or the source of the light, but light and truth and understanding is there, and it will only shine in many dark places if I reflect it. I am a fragment of a mirror whose whole design and shape I do not know. Nevertheless, with what I have, I can reflect light into the dark places of the world. That's why I went into the field of conflict resolution, to try to shine light into the dark places of the hearts and minds of people and to change some things. That is what I'm about. That is the meaning of life to me. And Fulgham concludes that when he was done with the answer, he took this small mirror and he caught the light that was coming in through the window and he reflected it right on his face and on his hands folded on the desk. We are not the light. Jesus is. But we can reflect light in dark places. We all know tonight that there's a lot of dark places in our world. We see on the news every day what's happening in places like Syria, Afghanistan, Turkey, where people are fighting and killing each other. We see the streets of Oakland and the Bay Area, where within a mile of here, people are sleeping in tents on the sidewalk or under overpasses. There's a lot of dark places in our world. But our job as followers of Jesus Christ is to do a little bit that we can to shine some light into those places. Some of us have dark places in our own homes this night. Many of you tomorrow will have a chair at the table that is empty. These poinsettias are, represent loved ones who are gone. And some of you are mourning a parent or a brother or a sister or a spouse who has died this past year. And there'll be a, a blank place at the table. 
For some of you, it's not that someone has died, but they're just not there. They've moved. They live somewhere else. And you mourn their absence, and you wish tomorrow that they would be able to be present to celebrate with you at that time. So our job is twofold tonight and tomorrow. First, let the, the presence of Christ fill up the darkness in your life. Let him shine the light of his love into the dark spots that are in your life so that he may be filling up your, your life with his presence. And then secondly, our job is to do all we can to reflect the light of his love into as many dark places as we can in the world. So tomorrow, amidst all the food and the presents and all that, make sure you take some time, parents, to set your children down and tell them what a gift they are to you. Spend a moment with your spouse and remind him or her of all that is beautiful in them. Call an old friend and thank them for the gift of your friendship. And when next week, when you're returning the presents, <laughs> and you go to that dark place called the mall, <laughs> reflect the light of Christ onto the face of the harassed and harried clerks who are assisting you that day. And in doing so, you'll find not only the meaning of Christmas, but the meaning of life. For that is our meaning, to reflect Christ's love into the dark places of this world. In just a moment, we're going to be singing the words which sum up everything that tonight is about. The beautiful words, silent night, holy night, son of God, love's pure light. Radiant beams from thy holy face, with the dawn of redeeming grace, Jesus, Lord, at your birth. Jesus, Lord, at your birth. Amen.
peace and love of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together and sing Joy to the World.